You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. Hey, good morning. Morning Breath starts now. This is Pastor Christian. I'm happy to be hanging out with you on the radio, the podcast, wherever you may catch it today. This is Morning Breath, your drive time devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. And how we do this is that we take a chapter of the Bible, we read it the night before, then we read it again in the morning, we come down to the studios at East Coast Christian Center at our Merritt Island location, and we kind of just let God breathe on the chapter and see what he reveals. As we don't prepare kind of a sermon, but we prepare our hearts and just like God kind of minister in its cool format of doing a Bible study. And I say we because we like to always do this with someone else. So today, my co-host is Isaac Eberts. What up, Isaac? How you doing, bro? I'm doing great. How are you, Pastor Christian? Doing good. And this is Nick's birthday. What up, Woo! Nick? Yeah. Yeah. What is the year? I actually know, but tell me what it is. Sing it for me. 22. Nice. Little Taylor Swift. Nice. Nick turned 22, which is exciting. And we're in Luke 22. So wow, providential. Look at that. That's pretty cool. Happy and birthday, Nick. We were talking Thank to Nick about his golden birthday, which is coming up. So if you guys don't know, a golden birthday is when you turn the age that your day of the month. So <laughs> there you go. I said that terrible. I think so, I understand what you mean. Yeah. Though. So when he turns 25 and it's going to be on May 25th, that's his gotcha. golden birthday. Okay, so cool. Caitlin, step it up. You got three years to like get your game is together. Is that supposed to be like a really big deal it's, for your I golden birthday? I don't know. My nephew told me about it. I never hmm. heard about it before. <laughs> Mine's going to be, I'm going to be 27. Oh, mine. watch so out. I have uh, seven years yeah, to go. Yeah, get it planning. <laughs> Come on, get it going. Mine, I was four. So it came oh, and went. I was living in Haiti. Bummer. Running around, probably in a diaper somewhere in the mountains in <laughs> That's Haiti. That's hilarious. So, yeah, it didn't happen for me, but we're going to get into this. So, why don't you tell them, Isaac, how they can get involved with Morning Breath? Of course, the best way to get involved is download our East Coast app. If you have an iPhone or an Android, doesn't matter, search East Coast app, and uh, it's an amazing app. It has all of our info, events, past sermons, um, just so much more, and of course, Morning Breath episodes on there. Also, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at East Coast Christian Center on all of those platforms. And if you're old school, no problem with that, feel free to call the office at 321-452-1060. Once again, that's 321-452-1060. And we can email you or physically mail you anything else that you might need. That's awesome. And we got a couple of announcements here. Is the first one is we would love for you to come back to physical services with us. Yeah. Is if there's something that's keeping you out like health-wise, we completely understand. But if you're out of church just out of like comfort because you stopped with the COVID and with quarantine and now like with a global pandemic, we want to encourage you to come back. Like everybody we've talked to, they're like, Man, I didn't realize how much I missed this until yeah, they came sure. and they realized the sense of community. I heard this quote this last year and it's really made an impression on me is the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your relationships. Wow, that's good. And it is hard to do that when you're at home by yourself. Yeah. It gets a little lonely. Like it's great to do life with other people and just be around a life-giving church that lasts. So yeah, that's good. I was at the Vier campus last week and yeah. there were so many people that came back for the first time oh, yeah. in 13, 14 months and they were just it was fired so, up. Some of like my closest friends that I have grown up with yeah. at the Vieira campus and it was so cool to it's have. Like a, it's like a family reunion. I know. It was awesome. So it if is. you feel like it's too late, like people will judge you for Not coming back all. late, 
Heck no. That nope. is a lie from the enemy. It's good. We're nothing but excited to see you no matter how long you've been gone. Yeah, for sure. No one's going to make you feel awkward. As yeah. we say at every single service, welcome home. And if you've been gone for a while, welcome back home. Yeah, is that We just want to have you there and celebrate you. So another big announcement. We've got the TNT lock-in coming up. Isaac, why don't you give them the details on that? This is something I'm very passionate about as a youth leader at TNT. If you don't know what TNT is, it stands for The New Thing. It's TNT Youth Church. So this is the Youth Church of East Coast Christian Center. It's for everybody, 7th to 12th grade. If you are listening to this in your 7th to 12th grade, or if you know someone who's in 7th yeah. to 12th grade, get Come them on, parents, to get the rid of lock-in. Your, get rid of your kids for a night. It'll be cool. Yes. I'll warn you that they're probably not going to sleep a nope. wink. That's their goal. No way. So just plan on the next day them sleeping all day, but that's good fun. Yeah. And it's good, clean, safe fun, too. Yeah, it's great. It's going to be right here in our Merritt Island campus yep. at the Parkway Worship Center. It's going to be, you can drop off your kids at 7 p.m. on June 4th. That is a Friday night. June 4th, 7 p.m., drop them off. They're going to stay the whole night. We're going to have tons of fun. There's going to be a special designed escape room, yep. which is insane. That's we did cool. it. We did it one or two years ago. Yeah. It was one of the Super best cool. escape rooms ever. This ain't, this ain't no dollar store escape room. This yeah. was high quality. It was amazing. Uh, the cost is $25 yep. per student. That includes food, and you can also purchase some snacks and stuff later on from our store. Be going all throughout the night, and That's I'm cool. sure. Yeah, they even have worship designed oh, at yeah. midnight, which is cool. So yeah. it's fun, but it's also going to be spiritual. Yep. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. That's I'm really the way excited we're for kicking that. off the summer. So kids get out of school on June 3rd, and then we have the lock-in on the 4th. So let's just Perfect. say, come on, summer, we're going after it. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. Well, let's get into the chapter. We have a big one. So Luke 22, there's 71 verses. Come Ooh. on, Luke the physician, long-winded. Make that sound again. Yeah. I just had to take a breath thinking yeah. about reading 72 verses, 71. So, so I'm going to be reading out of the NLT. What are you reading today? You know, I was tempted to to be just to be a joke and, and read a message to double. Yeah. So we'd have like 140 oh, yeah. verses. It goes forever. But I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to be nice. I'll stick to NLT. Okay. New Living <laughs> Translation. I'm going to have you go first and read the first 35 verses, okay. and I'll go from 36 on. All okay. right. I must Sounds say good. it to you. Read, sir. The festival of unleavened bread, which is also called Passover, was approaching. The leading priests and teachers of religious law were plotting how to kill Jesus, but they were afraid of the people's reaction. Then Satan entered into Judas Iscariot, who was one of the 12 disciples, and he went to the leading priests and captains of the temple guard to discuss the best way to betray Jesus to them. They were delighted, and they promised to give him money. So he agreed and began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus so they could arrest him when the crowds were not around. Now the festival of unleavened bread arrived when the Passover lamb is sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John ahead and said, Go and prepare the Passover meal so we can eat it together. Where do you want us to prepare it? They asked him. He replied, As soon as you enter Jerusalem, a man carrying a pitcher of water will meet you. Follow him. At the house he enters, say to the owner, the teacher asks, Where is the guest room where I can eat the Passover meal with my disciples? He will take you upstairs to a large room that is already set up. That is where you should prepare our meal. They went off to the city and found everything just as Jesus had said, and they prepared the Passover meal there. When the time came, Jesus and the apostles sat down together at the table. Jesus said, I have been very eager to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins, 
For I tell you now that I won't eat this meal again until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. Then he said, Take this and share it among yourselves, for I will not drink wine again until the kingdom of God has come. He took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, he took another cup of wine and said, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. But here at this table, sitting among us as a friend, is the man who will betray me. For it has been determined that the Son of Man must die. But what sorrow awaits the one who betrays him? The disciples began to ask each other which of them would ever do such a thing. Then they began to argue among themselves about who would be the greatest among them. Jesus told them, In this world the kings and great men lorded over their people, yet they are called friends of the people. But among you it will be different. Those who are the greatest among you should take the lowest rank, and the leader should be like a servant. Who is more important, the one who sits at the table or the one who serves? The one who sits at the table, of course, but not here, for I am among you as the one who serves. You have stayed with me in my time of trial, and just as my Father has granted me a kingdom, I now grant you the right to eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and you will sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked asked to sift each of you like wheat, but I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith shall not fail. So when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. Peter said, Lord, I am ready to go to prison with you and even to die with you. But Jesus said, Peter, let me tell you something. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny three times that you even know me. Then Jesus asked them, when I sent you out to preach the good news and you did not have money, a traveler's bag or an extra pair of sandals, did you need anything? No, they replied. Verse 36, but now he said, take your money in a traveler's bag, and if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one, for the time has come for this prophecy about me to be fulfilled. He was counting among the rebels. Yes, everything written about me by the prophets will come true. Look, Lord, they replied, we have two swords among us. That's enough, he said. Then, accompanied by the disciples, Jesus left the upstairs room and went as usual to the Mount of Olives. There he told them, pray that you will not give in to temptation. He walked away about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, Father, if you're willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet, I want your will to be done, not mine. Then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. He prayed more fervently, and he was in such agony of spirit that his sweat fell to the ground like great drops of blood. At last he stood up again and returned to the disciples, only to find them asleep, exhausted from grief. Why are you sleeping? He asked them. Get up and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. But even as Jesus said this, a crowd approached, led by Judas, one of the twelve disciples. Judas walked over to Jesus to greet him with a kiss. But Jesus said, Judas, would you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? When the other disciples saw what was about to happen, they exclaimed, Lord, should we fight? We brought swords. And one of them struck the high priest's slave, slashing off his right ear. But Jesus said, 
no more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. Then Jesus spoke to the leading priest and captains of the temple guard and the elders who had come from him. Am I some dangerous revolutionary, he asked, that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was there every day. But this is your moment, the time when the power of darkness reigns. So they arrested him and led him to the high priest's home, and Peter followed at a distance. The guard lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat around it, and Peter joined them there. A serving girl noticed him in the firelight and began staring at him. Finally, she said, this man was one of Jesus's followers, but Peter denied it. Woman, he said, I don't even know him. After a while, someone else looked at him and said, you must be one of them. No, man, I'm not, Peter resorted, retorted. About an hour later, someone else insisted, this must be one of them because he is a Galilean too. But Peter said, man, I don't even know what you're talking about. And immediately while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. At that moment, the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Suddenly, the Lord's words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny me three times that you even know me. And Peter left the courtyard weeping bitterly. The guards in charge of Jesus began mocking and beating him. They blindfolded him and said, prophesy to us. Who hit you that time? And they hurled all sorts of terrible insults at him. At daybreak, all the elders of the people assembled, including the leading priest and the teachers of religious law. Jesus was led before the high council, and they said, tell us, are you the Messiah? But he replied, if I tell you, you won't believe me. And if I ask you a question, you won't answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated in the place of power at God's right hand. They all shouted, so are you claiming to be the Son of God? And he replied, you say that I am. Why do I need other witnesses, they said. We ourselves heard him say it. Amen. Wow, there's so much to cover in this one. There's a few verses that really stuck out to me, and it's hard to pick and choose because, man, Luke packs it in. But the one that I really want to get to is verse 26, is when Jesus is talking about true leadership. And this is on my mind because I've been teaching a leadership class at East Coast Christian University, and we talk a lot about servant leadership. It's not as the world is. The the world manages, Jesus leads. The world says that I'm in charge, my way or the highway. Jesus knelt down and washed his disciples' feet. Yeah, Jesus true. put other people before himself, and he says here in verse 26, but among you, it will be different. Those who are the greatest among you shall take the lowest rank, and the leader shall be like a servant. And when this idea of servant leadership first came out, it was very counterintuitive to the world. Like you had an iron fist management mentality. A lot of it would have been even like a military viewpoint of, you know, the highest ranking person comes in the room, everyone stands at attention. You don't question them. What they say is the law. Whereas we know in the church world, that kind of personality and that kind of leadership can be very dangerous because it creates an environment of of yes men and of yes women that can't question and have a good godly even accountability is that when you can't, you know, ever question a thought, people can just run amok is that they just, they've got no covering or authority. And God is all about authority. God is all about having even oversight Whereas this is saying, if you really want to be a true leader, serve each other. Don't just try to have it all. Yeah, that's really good. I, I know I've been into 
to uh, restaurants and I, I'll see where I, I know the owner because I go there enough. I don't yeah. know him personally, but I'll see him around and, and I'll see him back in the kitchen. Yeah. And he's he's working. He's yeah. working with working the chefs. With the people. You know, and, and I think that's just so amazing because yeah. this is the owner of, of multiple businesses, the yeah. owner of that restaurant. And he is getting his hands dirty and yeah. all the grease and he's helping run food, which is, you know, a minimum wage job. And yeah. I just think that's so incredible. And so when I see that, uh, it's it's always inspiring to me of, of sure. what what I can do, you know, yeah. because I um, am a manager of a few people yeah. at my job here at the church, and it just makes me think about you know in your area, no matter what, if you're listening to this radio, Spotify, just think about what you could do. Even if you're not a CEO of a big company, you're leading somebody. Absolutely. Whether it's your kids, whether it's um, your siblings. spouse, yeah, yeah, siblings, exactly. Whether it's employees that you have yeah. underneath you, if you're the manager or the boss. It just makes you think of what can I do to be a servant leader? Can I can I get my hands dirty? Can I do the job that no one wants to do? Yeah. Because I think people are going to respect you a lot more. Absolutely. You lead from the front. Yeah. My parents did that when I was a kid. You know, they wouldn't just say, oh, go do the dishes, and then I'm, I'm doing the dishes alone, you know, like miserable seven-year-old, right? But they would be like, hey, like, let me show you how to do it. Let me do it with you. Yep. And I wouldn't hate the dishes anymore. Absolutely. So I think that's just a cool principle. I'm really glad you brought that yeah, up. Yeah, I love that one. Another one that I want to focus in on here, and Pastor Matt mentioned this in a sermon just last week or the week before, is this idea of suffering. You know, and I'm bent a little bit different than a lot of people in the world is actually like to suffer a little bit as an ultra runner, like running a hundred miles in the woods, you're, you got a different wiring in your brain is it's, it's called a suffer fest. And I enjoy that, that pain. I actually just, crazy. there was <laughs> a, there was a race recently. It's called the keys 100. And I had a bunch of friends that were participating and they run from key Largo to key West. It's a hundred mile race. Wow. And I'm looking and most people will be like, that sounds terrible. I'm like, I wish I was there, but just not the season <laughs> right funny. now for me. But Jesus suffers here, and it doesn't mean that he was out of God's will. His suffering was a part of his experience. As in verse 42, it says, Father, if you're willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me, yet I want your will to be done, not mine. So know that in this world, you will have troubles and tribulations, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. That's what Jesus said. Suffering is not an indication that God's abandoned you. It often can mean that you're right in the middle of God's will, that you need to endure and push through because that's when you get, you know, that's where you're developed. And that's where James talks about it creates perfect patience. You know, when you face various trials, it's going to happen. So don't pull away from suffering. Know that God is going to be with you through it and have anticipation to think, God, what are you going to do? Yeah. And if, Not my will, but your will. Yeah. If God wouldn't, if God would have taken the suffering <laughs> away from Jesus, he wouldn't have died for our sins. We wouldn't have had, we wouldn't have had it, salvation yeah. through Jesus. Yeah, for sure. It was a part of his great plan and he yeah. didn't, it didn't necessarily bring him joy mm-hmm. to put that punishment on him, but it was a part of his overall plan that it's just a part of life sometimes. Yeah. Don't, don't think that because suffering or hardship comes that God's abandoned you. Yeah. It's not. It's really honestly good. a great time to be able to press into him at an even deeper level. Yeah, that's really good. Verse 50 also stuck out to me. Um, it was when um, they said, Lord, should we fight? We brought the swords. And I just I just like to think about which which apostle? Yeah. Who said that? Yeah, you know? Peter. Peter. I, I, was, yeah. I wrote down Peter because yeah. I was thinking, you know, yeah. he's always saying something goofy. Yeah. but. 
Um, I just think that's funny. And then it says, and one of them struck at the high priest's yeah. slave, slashing off his right ear. Yeah. I'm like, was that also Peter? Yeah, so that's Luke's, that's Luke's account, but definitely it was Peter, as you can read, <laughs> nice. I think, in Mark, is that Perfect. it talks yeah. about it. That's and, hilarious. Yeah, a crazy story on that is actually growing up in Haiti as a missionary, my older brother was young and reached down to pet a dog that was eating, and it bit his ear off. Oh my I'm gosh. not joking. Like, bit it clear off of his face. Wow. And my dad knew this story well and was like, God, if you could heal him in the Bible, this high priest servant, yeah. heal my son. It, it didn't supernaturally go back on, but as crazy as this is, listen on the radio, is they sewed his ear on in Haiti and it was crooked. No <laughs> It way. was not, like the rest oh, of his life, no. his ear would have been tilted because they didn't do a good job. And my dad was like, that's not going to work. Cut it off, do it again. And they actually had to take his ear off no. and put it back on. And, oh and that's gosh. where my dad was like, hey, if you could heal his ear, then make my son's ear look like it never was gone. And wow. you can't even tell today. But every time that's I read that insane. verse, I think about that as I was like, man, that's missionary Haiti life right there. So, yeah, whenever he reads Luke 22, oh, yeah, bro. Like, I relate. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> what, that's, um, that's insane. That is, what a story. Yeah. What I was thinking from that is then verse 51, after it says, and one of them struck the high priest slave, slashing off his right ear. But Jesus said, no more of this. Yeah. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. Yeah. And so he is literally healing his enemies. Yeah. He's praying for his enemies. He's, you know, and just constantly this model, not only servant leadership, yeah. but also loving your enemies. Blessing those who persecute yeah. you and came and that's to, hard. to kill him. That's hard. People who, yeah, literally, he knows what's about to happen. <laughs> yeah, he knows exactly what they're there to do. Yeah. It's just, it's just a crazy thought. Yeah. And it definitely stretches you to think of, you know, who you can love and not yeah. only loving the people, because there are some people who, you know, are just tough to be around. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's, okay to love them right that's not like a huge struggle yeah you know people who are just annoying or, or in your workplace you know yep. i'm sure if you're listening to this you're thinking of there's somebody, someone there's someone somebody in your mind. yep exactly but take it a step further of people who really hurt you yeah. like somebody who has lied about you who maliciously is going after you yeah. stolen money stolen possessions you yeah. know whatever that is who is that and are you able to love them? Not yeah. only love the annoying people who just get under your skin, but love the people who have really done some damage to yeah. you, who have who have really hurt you and made you cry and, and made you just really suffer. And, and so, how do you think that that high priest servant felt about Jesus after this? Yeah. Do you think he became a believer? I do. I think so. After Jesus yeah. died and rose again, he was probably one of the first ones to be like, hey, that was the, the person who healed me, yeah. even though we were there to be able to do harm. And that's, that's a huge witness. I. I like that. I've never seen that before. And so that's a cool revelation off that. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a minute to finish up. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us.
Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. All right, welcome back. We're going to finish up with this idea of Peter blowing it. Not one time, not two times, three times. Peter was, I mean, Jesus just shortly before it said, get behind me, Satan. And then God still used him. And so I want to make this an encouragement for you that if you've blown it, I've blown it in my life plenty of times. Pastor Dan is very open, transparent, and authentic about, you know, being a real knucklehead growing up and, you know, not living for God before he got saved and really making some big mistakes. But God wants to use you. You're never too far gone that God won't use you and restore you and redeem you. So if you've messed up one, two, three times, whatever it is, God still has a plan for you today. And he's not turned his back on you. He's there like the prodigal son's father waiting on the porch to have you come back and to say, I want to be doing life with you. Yeah. And I wonder if after that moment, 
you know, when the rooster crowed yeah. and Peter realized, he stopped in his tracks and realized, oh my gosh, yeah. what have I done? I wonder what he thought every time he heard a rooster crow. Oh yeah, just reminding him of that. Exactly. And and I know there's things in my life where if a certain, let's say a certain song or a TV yeah. show or a, a place, like a landmark, yeah. it'll, it'll bring that trigger back into your yeah. mind. But instead of having that trigger in your mind as a discouragement, you could use that as an encouragement yeah. and say, you know what? That's where I was. That yeah. thing Look reminds me of my sin, now. but yeah. God has forgiven me of that. And so don't use that as a discouragement, but use it as an encouragement. That's great. All right. It was great spending time with you today, Isaac. Always fun. Of course. Thanks for having me on, Pastor Christian. Yep. And don't forget to be able to go to the East Coast app or the website to be able to stay up with all the information. We will talk to you next time. See you guys. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.